You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. I've just been reflecting on the conversations that I have with my clients, the conversations that I have with my program owners online on Zoom every second Wednesday night, indeed the conversations I am having with anybody and everybody who can ask me anything free on Zoom just at the moment. We're nearly finished those. They are coinciding with the fact that this Thursday, uh, tomorrow, I will be publishing the 750th edition of my weekly free video, quick tip, reflection, and normal crazy people story. We always need to remember that as we develop our ability to be focused and present, as we begin to learn that we can trust ourselves, we must remember that we can't trust people who can't even trust themselves. And if you're normal and crazy, you don't know what's going on in your own head, you're not in control of it, you're operating on automatic pilot, that's simply a scientific fact. And therefore, little wonder why people say to me, oh, I can't trust myself. Now, the more we get to learn who we really are, the more we begin to realize one of life's fundamental truths. And that is, who I really am knows what is best for me. Who I really am knows just what I need to do to enable me get to what is best for me. In the here and now, by the way, what I do in the here and now, that's what I mean by that. And this part of me knows what not to do to avoid myself getting in my own way. Now, when we're using our minds, normally we can't trust ourselves. When we're using our minds the way nature intended, the way they evolved, with the primary purpose of just surviving. When I'm using my mind that way, I'm always getting in my own way. But as I said a minute ago, I've been reflecting on all of the conversations I've had over more than 26 years at this stage and and three and a half years since the online program was launched, just as an aside. It's an important aside. The online program is at a very special offer of 50% off the normal price just this week, just to let you know. You can click on the link and find out more about it. You can click on the link and find out what owners of the online program are experiencing as a result of taking control of their own state of mind, of living in the here and now, of beginning to understand that they can trust themselves, of being present enough in the here and now to do just what they need to do to get to where they want to go effortlessly, because that's a scientific fact too. Okay, let me come back to the point I was making. In reflecting on all those conversations, it occurs to me that I spend the vast majority of my time talking with people about the things that they don't want in their life. Now, that could be annoyance. It could be frustration. It could be worry. It could be anxiety, stress, depression. 
the pain that goes with pent up emotions, emotions that are held over from previously experienced traumas. Now, everything I've just said, every single thing I've just said is stuff that people want to get out of their lives that in reality is only in their lives because they think it so. Stress is something we choose to do by not being in control of our own state of mind. Anxiety, frustration, annoyance, worry, they all fit into the same bin. They should all be put in the same bin of things that we do to ourselves by letting our normal mind run away with us and take us down dark alleys and mug us. When we develop our ability to be present in the here and now, we park all of the thoughts that facilitate us dragging ourselves down that dark alley. When we develop our ability to be present, we no longer experience any of the stress, any of the worry, any of the anxiety, any of the frustration, annoyance, all the way down to depression, any of the loneliness, any of the emotional stuff that we think we're suffering from. But of course, if we think we're suffering from it, thinking, as I said a moment ago, makes it so. It's real. Let's take the example of anything related to stress. Now, that would include worry, frustration, annoyance, and anxiety. So all of those things lead to a low-level background tripping or triggering of the stress response. That is one of the most natural, automated things the normal mind does when we are running on automatic pilot. Remember? as I said a moment ago, the human mind evolved for survival. Therefore, it is always and ever alert to potential threats. Therefore, it is always and ever slightly on edge. Therefore, mild anxiety, mild annoyance, mild frustration, mild discomfort, our natural state of mind, the way nature intended that our minds be automatically used to preserve our lives. When we're operating like that, it is only natural that we would be anxious, that we'd be worried and, and all that kind of stuff. But as I said, annoyance, frustration, worry, anxiety, they're all in the stress bucket. They all trigger low level background everyday stress that we get so used to that we don't even realize that we are suffering from it because suffering we actually are. We know we've talked about it before, that stress damages the cardiovascular system, it damages the digestive system, it damages the immune system, it increases heart rate and blood pressure, it increases the production of LDL fatty cholesterol. None of these things is good for us. All of these things will slowly shorten our lives. In other words, we're killing ourselves by a thousand thoughts, as distinct from death by a thousand cuts. That's what I spend most of my life talking about. As I said, that is what people don't want in their lives. Now, that actually makes sense, doesn't it? Who would want to be stressed? Who would want to be annoyed or frustrated or anxious? And yet we live with this stuff. Sometimes we actually pride ourselves on our resilience, our ability to live with this stuff, when in reality, none of this stuff is real. 
Now we could spend the rest of this episode, in fact, we could spend a number of episodes exploring exactly how the human mind goes through a series of steps known collectively as cognitive appraisal to come up with a version of reality in which we're mildly worried, mildly anxious, mildly stressed, mildly killing ourselves. We could spend the rest of our lives exploring what that does to our ability to change our lives, but it all boils down to a single sentence. When I'm using my mind that way, nothing ever changes. When I'm using my mind that way, I am going round in circles. I'm thinking the same thoughts every day. That's a scientific fact too. And those thoughts come from the programming that I learned when I was young and impressionable of things that mainly people did to me rather than what people did for me. Because again, because we're wired for survival, I'm predisposed, we're all predisposed to learning negative stuff about ourselves rather than positive stuff. Again, there are evolutionary, good evolutionary reasons for that. But that's no use to you now in the 21st century if you want to change your life. That's what I've been talking to people about for over 26 years at this stage, changing our lives. But you know, ultimately, as I said, I spend most of my time talking about what people want less of in their lives. Or let me put it another way. I spend a lot of time talking to people about what they want to run away from. Now, that's, that's okay from an evolutionary perspective if I'm confronted by a man or woman eating tiger. Clearly, it's good to want to, to run away from that. Clearly, there is an end goal. That's actually an end goal that is hardwired into me. I'm going to survive. I'm going to live to play and fight and live another day. But running away from stress or anxiety isn't hardwired into us. In fact, being comfortable with stress and anxiety, that is what is hardwired into us. I've explained that just a moment ago as to why nature developed our brains that way. We achieve things in life as human beings by knowing that we can. <laughs> I can't put it any simpler than that. I could use fancier words, you know, like, for example, many psychologists have said that we can achieve anything in which we believe. But, but that's being a little more complicated about it. Let's keep it to the really basic fact of life. You can achieve anything that you know you can achieve. By exactly the same token, you can't achieve anything that you know you can't achieve. The knowing is in your subconscious mind. When we learned the formative stuff that I mentioned a moment ago, when we were young and impressionable, those experiences became thoughts that became embedded deeply embedded and became knowings. You can call them beliefs as well, but let's keep it simple. That means that as a normal human being, I know that I can't achieve pretty much anything that I'd really like to achieve. Simple example, I've spoken to so many people over the years who have struggled with their weight and their fitness. All of these people more or less say the same thing. I am an expert on dieting. I've followed every diet under the sun and none of them works or I'm an expert on fitness 
Every January, I join a gym, and by February, I'm sitting at home having a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Or worse. Bearing in mind that alcohol, by the way, is a depressant. So that feeds the circle that I was talking about a few minutes ago. Be that as it may, that is an aside, but it's not an unimportant aside. Be that as it may. When we're using our minds that way, nothing's going to change in your life. And it doesn't matter how much you want it. It doesn't matter how much you'd hope for change. It doesn't matter how much you wish for it, dearly wish for it. And it doesn't matter how much you try to achieve it. Wishing, hoping, wanting, trying are not the ways in which your subconscious mind, the knowing bit of your mind, will achieve anything. They are all related to your conscious mind. They are all related to your thinking mind. They're all related to the part of your mind that is constantly grinding you down by getting in your way, little by little, moment by moment, day by day, life by life. Let me keep it simple again. Our subconscious mind achieves the goals that it is running towards, not what it's running away from. A goal is something that you're running towards. A goal is not something that you're trying to escape from. And a goal will only be achieved if you know it is achievable. Really classic example of this is that in the 1930s, now I could be wrong, somebody might correct me on this, but I think it was the 1930s. So Roger Bannister was the first person to run a sub four minute mile. Loads of athletes had been trying to do it before he did it and none of them succeeded. Once they knew it could be done, loads of athletes ran sub four minute miles in the weeks and months subsequent to Sir Roger Bannister, breaking that psychological barrier. It wasn't a physical barrier, it was a psychological one. Once you know you can achieve something, you're going to achieve it. So how do you set your mind to know? Well, interestingly enough, very often the first step in setting your mind to achieve what you want to achieve is actually expressing or articulating the things that you don't want to have in your life. Now, by articulating, I mean saying it out loud. If you're only saying it to yourself, it's rattling around in your head. It's feeding the dialogue in your own head between the real you, the one that knows, the one that you can trust, as I said a minute ago, and the one you should never trust, the one that's shouting at you, no, you can't do this. No, you don't deserve that. If you got that, you'd feel guilty. Or, you, you, you know, the Holy Catholic Ireland I was brought up, if you got that, you'll go to hell. I mean, literally to hell when you die. We could have a whole conversation on that one too, but we certainly won't digress into that territory. But very often, and I know this personally as well, the starting point for understanding that to which you want to run towards is articulating out loud what you don't want to have in your life. That is why, for example, the Zoom conversations that I have with online program owners every second Wednesday night are so important because they say stuff out loud that has otherwise been rattling around in their own head and disabling them, actually feeding the part of the beast that gets 
in their own way. You need to say this stuff out loud. Let me tell you a story. Six years ago, this coming September, my good wife, Lisa, was driving along the autoroute between here and Geneva. It's about an hour's drive. We were going to Geneva airport. She was dropping me to the airport. It was 4.30 in the morning. I was going away to do a workshop with a group of old clients, people that I have known for years, people who have been on this journey for years, people who are constantly amazing themselves and surprising themselves the more they get to know who they really are. But here we were, driving along the autoroute in pitch dark, 4.30 in the morning, and I turned to Lisa, and out loud, I said something that had probably been rattling around in my head for a while. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to drive to the airport at half past four in the morning anymore. I actually don't want to travel for business anymore. Anytime I travel, I want to travel for pleasure. That was September six years ago. That was a Monday morning. On the Wednesday morning, I got a phone call from Lisa. Actually, it was probably my, my regular morning check-in when I'm away. I always ring her first thing in the morning. And she said to me, I've stumbled across this online that I think provides us with a means of changing the way we do business. You know, you, you could, for example, market your coaching platform for coaches. It's a, it's, a co it's a coaching platform that I developed between 2011 and 2013. It's used in a number of places around the world. And that was her initial thought when she came across, stumbled across something we knew nothing about online. She said, now, the special offer for this particular package is only open till Friday evening and you're not back till Saturday morning. And I said to her, ah, come on. That's only marketing. The special offer will be available on the Saturday. Got home on the Saturday. The special offer was closed. Just by the way, like my special offer for the online program will close this coming Sunday night, April 3rd. Anyway, and it will close and it won't be open again this year. Definitely not this year. I tried to get in contact with the guy who had this particular package that enables people develop online businesses and all that I got back was this special offer isn't going to be open again for a year but you could buy my book so we bought his book it was only ten dollars and in reading the book we both began to understand that actually what we wanted to do was reach as many people in the world as possible by turning what I had been doing face to face for over 20 years at that stage into an online program. This is the birth of the online program, by the way, but it's a really weird way that it actually came about because we read the book and then lo and behold, in January, okay, he, 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 he misled us ever so slightly. He had the special offer again. And of course, the thinking mind was getting in the way and we were saying to ourselves, will we or won't we? And then out of the blue, one of the reviews that he had online for his package was actually somebody that I know. So I rang the guy and I said, is, is, this, is this for real? Is this kosher? Will this actually work? He said, oh, it transformed our business. He said, and not only that, he said, it will transform your business because when you brought out your online program originally in 2008, you were way ahead of the curve. 
And I said to him, what are you talking about? He said, the program that you had of 48 videos or whatever it was, I can't remember, that we never actually marketed because we never knew how to market it. Only, I would say, about 50 people who knew about it actually bought it. And it dawned on the two of us that everything we needed to do to get to where we wanted to go, we already knew. Now, there we are. We knew that we could do it. That was the birth of the Psychology of Success online program. I was on Zoom before most people ever heard of Zoom. I was certainly on Zoom a year and a half before COVID struck and Zoom became the in way of communicating with anybody and everybody. It was a series of coincidences, synchronicities, things that fell into place, all because for starters, I had actually expressed the intention. I don't want to travel for business anymore. The point I'm making is that there are things that you don't want in your life. I've been doing this for years. I know that for a fact. There are things you want in your life, which you think you can't achieve them, mainly because perhaps you tried to achieve them before and you failed because of the way our thinking mind gets in the way, something that I explained earlier on. This journey to the life that you really, really want to have, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment, this journey, like any great journey, starts with the first step. So the first step that you need to take is to sit down with somebody who listen to you. Now, very often that's a husband, wife, boyfriend, or girlfriend, or, or, or sibling, or parent. Very often, it's somebody like me, a psychologist who somebody simply wants to talk to, somebody who wants to have someone listen to them. What you need to say out loud to somebody else, express it, get it out into the open that this is not what I want in my life. I don't want to travel for business anymore. I don't want to be worried about money anymore. You know, this is the stuff I hear from people. I don't want to work anymore. That's an interesting one. A couple of people have said that to me. I know because I have a couple of clients who realize that because they had certain things that they wanted to do in their life, they didn't have time to work anymore. So they started doing other things. And lo and behold, the financials looked after themselves. We've had a couple of conversations on that in this podcast, go way back to the early episodes of this podcast. There's over 70 of them. I think this is episode 78. Go all the way back. We've talked about finance looking after itself before. What you need, first of all, to do is express out loud, I don't want X in my life anymore. And it needs to be kind of specific. Just saying, I don't want stress in my life anymore. That, that, that's not going to do it. You know, it, it actually has to be something like what I said myself. I don't want to travel for business anymore. Actually, what I ended up saying was I would prefer to only travel for pleasure. Now, that's an interesting point, prefer. 
Because when we prefer to have what we would love to have in our lives, it becomes even easier because we take away all the striving, the struggling, the wishing, the hoping, the wanting, and the praying for stuff that I want in my life. When we take the want out of the equation and say to ourselves, this is the life I would prefer to have. Now, I know a moment ago I used the phrase, the life you want to live. But I want, as I said a moment ago, I would come back to it. I want to expand on that. Because the more you express what you don't want in your life, the more your subconscious mind, the part of your mind that you can trust, will begin to reveal to you the kind of life you would love to have. Because when we use our minds from the starting point that we've been using them all our adult lives, in other words, automatically going around in circles as we explored earlier on, if I express what I want coming from that perspective, I'm going to express what I think I want. I'm going to express what I think I want based on the way in which the normal mind works and what it thinks success and happiness is. So many people I've worked with over the years have said, well, I want this, but actually what they wanted was what they thought they wanted. And when they got it, they realized it didn't make them happy. It didn't give them what they wanted. And in fact, very often, it wasn't what they wanted at all. I said to you earlier on in this episode today that there is a part of you that knows, and that part of you, you can trust. You can't trust the guy or the girl who's shouting at you. No, you can't do this or you don't deserve that. That's what psychology calls your conceptual self. Some people call it the personality or the ego. That you cannot trust. And that is why I said earlier on, you can't trust normal crazy people because that's the part of their brain that's running their lives. When you develop your ability to listen to your own gut instinct, to listen to the part of you that knows, do you know what happens? The part of you that knows enables you do just what you need to do, not to get to where you thought you wanted to go. It enables you get to where is best for you. Now, this is a really interesting journey because let me put it in really simple terms, because as I said earlier on, let's keep this simple. You'll achieve anything you know you can achieve. Let me say something else that is really, really simple here. When you develop your ability to be present, in other words, when you meditate, we, we've talked about that at length. When you meditate, your mind clears. Stick with me on this. This is really simple. The clearer your mind becomes, the clearer what is best for you in your life becomes. As surely as night follows day, the clearer you understand what is best for you the clearer you understand the kind of life you would prefer to effortlessly live without all the struggle and the nonsense that comes from the annoyance, the frustration, the anxiety, the worry and the stress that we talked about right at the beginning of this episode. I don't want to finish the episode on that note by using those bad words. I want to finish this episode by saying to you, you can live the life that your heart desires. All you have to do is turn up to your life in the here and now. Meditation is the training to enable you do that. Meditation is the training that enables us to play the game of life and play it joyfully, effortlessly, and to the full.
You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-dash.com 